three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. everybody thank you so much for listening we are the real pineapple this is hunter and i'm here with the pride of ireland colin how you doing today sir what's up we got incredibles back dude oh my god i'm so i'm so excited to talk to you about this so i i, I try to build some suspense on a lot of our reviews i i love this movie so much Dude, me too. Love Dude, this movie. I was so happy. I was like, oh god, this is good. Like, oh god, this is a bummer. I'm gonna be really sad. And no, no, it's quite good actually. Uh yeah, four- quite good. 14 years after the original, and it it just uh it it it's good. So bef- uh before we get into the actual movie, I even want to talk about the short that came before it called uh Bow? Bail? Yeah, Bow. Yeah, Bow, Bow. Bow. Dude. Okay, when I got to the end of that short, I was getting a little choked up. I was like, son of a bitch. This is, I was like, oh, Pixar. They just, so, um, it, talking about this short, it, it's, oh my god, the short is just so well done. It's so sweet. And then, and I, I don't want to spoil the short. I, I know we're going to spoil the movie, but I don't want to spoil the short. But, um, I really want people to kind of just, discover for themselves i'll just say it ties together at the end in a way i went wow that was fucking clever and i was really genuinely impressed with how uh they they pulled the short off and when we say short we mean actual short not like that olaf bullshit before coco this is only about five minutes so don't worry you won't have to sit through a lot of a short to get to incredibles too but yeah i i I, i'm honestly like I, I liked it. I, I I don't know how I feel about them just putting a short in front of every single one of their Pixar movies, though. Okay. I'm like like this 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 one was fine, but at the same time, I'm just like I don't have all day to be at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> like when they when I saw that they were playing a short, I I did end up liking it, and it was definitely very well done. But I was just like. Why can't this just go on, like the Blu-ray? I don't know. But yeah, you know, they're they're definitely like giving an audience to a lot of like unknown filmmakers in by showing off these shorts, which is cool in its own way. That's why I'm like I'm still on the fence, but I definitely don't know how I feel about having to sit through like, you know, a short every time I see one of these Pixar movies. And I, and I'll be honest with you. Uh, once a sh- like after that Olaf short kind of made me change my whole. That but, one was the worst because that was so long. For yeah, sure. and, and that kind of made me. But I mean, I remember a uh, Piper about that little bird that had like the nut or whatever, and then like like the shorts they've done before most of the Pixar movies have all been like good at worst. But I do get your point that you just like. I sat through 20 minutes of previews. I want to get to the movie now. Oh, never short. Fuck me. Like, so I get what you're, yeah. I get what you're saying. And they're normally I, good though. Yeah. I would, like the, the only one that I didn't think was good was the stupid Olaf one. Yeah. But that, that, that is a fair point. Um, so jumping into this movie, man, dude. Okay. So 
Incredibles, as we talked about, uh, and you'll uh, actually hear our review of that this weekend. We'll have that up. That is one of my favorite. That might be my favorite Pixar movie. It's that and Toy Story two. They're they're that Toy Story two, and probably Ratatouille are my top three. And I reserve the right to change that because I do love Ratatouille like so fucking much. But uh, they're they're all like Incredibles is incredible <laughs> pun actually not intended there film and this is before the big superhero boom that we've that we've got and, and i really think people forget that that this is still the best fantastic four movie that they've ever made is the incredibles and it came out at a point where superheroes weren't mainstay like they were and these are all original superheroes and uh it, it's a period piece too which is fascinating to me that this is basically set in the 60s you know an alternate version of the 60s but the 60s nonetheless, because, I mean, you know, Frozone isn't having dogs sick out the room. But, <laughs> but, um, but this movie, though, works because, A, it updates the animation but maintains the original style. Uh, two, the script is fucking crisp. The dialogue is, it pops. In the last 25 minutes, I was just in awe of how they were balancing the action. And... And lastly, I think the way that they use, uh, they flip the script as far as having Elastigirl be the one who's out in the field and uh, Mr. Incredible, I almost called him Mr. Fantastic, uh, Mr. Incredible, uh, being the one at home taking care of the kids. Not only is there a surprising amount of humor there, but man, and, and Elastigirl... Can, can I, I mentioned this on the Incredibles review, which you guys will hear. Dude, th- this movie was just designed to make you want to fuck Elastigirl. Because anytime, <laughs> anytime she turned around, I was like, damn, Elastigirl has an ass on her. And I know that's like the, the, the super black part of me going like, oh, white girl with an ass. But damn, no. she For a cartoon, I was sitting there, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'd fuck Elastigirl. Like, if that, if that, was, on, if that was on the table... Yeah, sure, why not? But uh, just throw that out there. But anyway, but you want to kind of jump in as far as the plot here, sir? Yeah, so we're picking up right where the last movie left off, right where Underminer was coming out of the ground, right? Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. And basically at the end of the last movie, like, uh, the Incredibles were, were kind of functioning as a family. They were like, oh, we can do this superhero thing. Well, the way this movie starts is they fight the Underminer, and it does not go well. No, it doesn't. Like, you know, things get destroyed. You know, you can make the argument that if they'd never intervened in the first place, like, there would have been a lot less property damage, a lot less, like, casualties, if there were casualties, which they probably were, but they don't actually explicitly ever say. Yeah. But basically, like, you know, he goes after the Underminer, Mr. Incredible, and he causes the whole underminer <laughs> yeah. mining yeah. car to go back up and like plow through the city streets again, endangering everyone. So I mean, you can definitely make the case that like superheroes are detrimental to like public safety, which is just a great way to start this whole you know debate that ensues throughout the uh, the movie. Like, do we need superheroes? Are we better off without superheroes? And this is back in the 60s. Um, and then the the plot really takes off in this movie where you have these 
these people from the private sector the you know these billionaires or you know millionaires uh, of the 60s that love superheroes and they want to fund a you know kind of like a PR program to like get their name out there to be more uh, you know popular in the in the public image what, what, what did you think about that, that uh, storyline, Hunter, as, as they, it was playing out? So it's like the most kid-friendly version of Civil War that you could do, basically, because it does... Yeah, very similar to Civil War, yeah. Because it brings up the whole concept. And, and so to, to backtrack a little bit here, uh, as a kid, one of my first intros to superheroes was, of course, Batman animated series, still one of the best shows of all time, uh, the X-Men, Fox animated show. But uh, The Tick was always one of my, and still is one of my favorite superheroes. And that was an ongoing joke on the show that he would be running across rooftops and caving roofs in. And the city's like, hey, stop doing that. And there's a point where the show, and the show would acknowledge it over and over again, which I always found uh, humorous as a kid. But when I got older, I went, yeah, that's actually a really good point. He's causing all this damage. And Mr. Fantastic, so they basically destroy... The steps of City Hall, they, they, they stopped the Underminer's mine, mine, mining car right before it basically crushes City Hall. But yeah, the movie does go, hey, like superheroes are cool, but they cause a lot of damage overall. And and they leveled probably, what, four city blocks at least with this fucking mining car. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, so it is actually, it, it's a fair point for citizens to kind of go, hey, you know, what the fuck? But then, uh, you know, they they show the uh, and I think back to the first Incredibles where, uh, oh god, Bomb Voyage gets away and the cops are like, "Wait, are you didn't catch him? Like, like we have to work? What the fuck?" So that's the alternative. It's <laughs> if supers aren't around, you know, cops are like, "Oh, we're the we're the superheroes." So it's a really interesting debate to have. Uh, but uh, I think one of the most hilarious things about this movie. Is a uh, Winston Dever, who's played by Bob Odenkirk. Basically, they just like someone. Brad Bird was probably just chilling at home watching Better Call Saul. It's like, hey, I want to take Better Call. Saul, I want to take Saul Goodman, but make him a good guy essentially. <laughs> and a million. Yeah, that's what I thought exactly. I was like, oh, it's Better Call Saul <laughs> Be- because he looks so much like Bob Odenkirk, and he's basically Saul Goodman if he just had a bunch of money and was like uh, was a good person. It's really funny. Yeah, he's he's like, instead of a sleazy lawyer, he's like a sleazy salesman. Exactly. And uh Catherine uh Catherine Kenner plays uh his sister named Evelyn. So if there is a complaint about the movie, and to be honest, I don't even know if there's a complaint. The moment you see I, I even saw the trailer about uh Incredibles 2, I went, okay, the underminer is probably this person or this person. So when the the twist quote unquote is revealed, I wasn't surprised by it. Yeah, I, me neither. What I will say though is the way they presented the twist. I went, oh, okay. I actually like the way that was done. Um, kind of your thoughts on that. Full spoilers on this, by the way. Uh, yeah, kind of your thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, 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 basically, from the beginning, when they introduce these two characters um, that have all this money and they want to. Um, you know, make the image of, of superheroes uh, being be a good public light again. I was like, you know, there's something fishy here. I basically thought that um, it was one of them was the uh, screen slaver, which yeah. was the, uh, you know, the villain they, they end up introducing. Uh, 
Um, I was, you, you know, I, you know, I wasn't surprised when they when they finally revealed it. Um, but I I agree. I never thought it was like they were lazy about the plot. I thought it was still presented in a really good way. I thought it would have been really easy to make like both of the siblings in on it. I like that yes, just, I'm I like so that, happy they didn't do that. Yeah, I like that they just made it um, the sister. You know, she had you know had a disagreement about superheroes with her brother. I thought that was an interesting backstory. I like that they just like you know they made this villain like very white collar, very kind of like you know like a like a bad Batman or like a bad Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark type character that has too much money and technology and they use it for bad. Um, so I I, I love that. Um, but yeah, it was definitely like, you, you could see through it a little bit. Um, not to say that everybody would, um, and it was definitely wasn't like a, a presented in a bad way. So I, I don't know if it was any knock on the movie. I, 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 I definitely still thought it was good writing. Yeah. I, I think the, I think the movie, what's beautifully ironic really about the movie is that, uh, is that the kids, uh, Evelyn and Winston, they have a very superhero-esque origin uh, to why, you know, one of them loves supers and one of them hates supers. And I went, wow, that's actually really fucking tragic. Um, I love the fact the movie picks up right where the first one ended, ends. I just went, yes, that that's just a great touch. That makes me really happy. Um so I just want to kind of go down the cast list here. Uh, Craig T. Nelson, coach, uh, he he voices Bob uh, slash Mister Incredible. He, he <laughs> so he you don't get a lot of Mister Incredible in this movie. Um, you get more Bob. It's almost like the Dark Knight Rises. You get more Christian. Uh, you get more Bruce Wayne than <laughs> you get Batman. But dude, his whole thing with babysitting. The kids and being, you know, Mr. Mom, basically, that shit had me laughing because because Jack Jack, first off, steals the movie for me. I, anytime, yeah, I agree. Anytime they needed, you know, a good laugh, they went to Jack Jack and Jack Jack, like like Kobe playing against Portland, man. He, he Jack Jack was there to deliver every time they they needed something. That was for you, by the way. Uh, anytime they needed. Nice. They need uh, a laugh. They went back to Jack Jack, or they need an aww, because Jack Jack is just the most adorable baby. And Jack Jack has insane amount of powers. So Jack Jack can multiply himself. He can shoot uh, laser beams out of his eyes. He can go into other dimensions. He basically turns into a mini Hulk. I was like, Jesus Christ, this baby has fucking everything. Um, oh yeah, he can fire himself into to the air like a rocket. Um, yeah, ignite himself on fire. Yeah, like yeah, Jack Jack was just going. Uh, yeah, Jack Jack was just great. So um, yeah, what did you think, of Jack Jack? Yeah, uh, he was like you said. He's the comic relief. I I, I loved it. I mean, it was. It was definitely like super well done. Uh, it, it definitely added a lot of humor to um, the, the 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 whole storyline. Like you said, with Bob, Mister Incredible, all of a sudden becoming Mister Mom, you know, going around the house. Uh, it, it was that was some of my favorite parts. You touched on it earlier, where you were talking about how. They kind of brought this the CGI, the special effects up into the new age. 
everything with Elastigirl and like the opening scene too with the Underminer. Dude, yeah. I mean, all the special effects were incredible. They surpassed everything that's been done in this genre for for you know action scenes. Definitely, a hundred percent. Like they should be proud of themselves. But a lot of the enjoyment from this movie as well came from Bob, Mister Incredible, just dealing with. Jack Jack, Violet, and Dash, like just being a dad, like trying to learn math, like trying to deal with his like teenage daughter's emotions and like trying Dude. not to ruin her. Like like that whole storyline was so like well done and funny to me. It just like adds to why, you know, Pixar is just the best. Like the Incredibles like this movie was so good. Because yeah, like you said. You have the strong female character in Elastigirl. All her scenes, like her action scenes, like when she's stopping, you know, the the monorail or the or the subway. Yeah, car, like like that was badass. Like that was super well done. It was super intense. The music is awesome. It's all like '60s style, like old school James Bond, like badass, like you know, music all all in the same style as as the first Incredibles. But, like, yeah, dude, like, <laughs> Mr. Incredible just playing dad is some of the best shit. And Jack-Jack, all his powers, like, when they're just running wild and he's got, like, bloodshot eyes and he doesn't know what to do. So he ends up going to uh, to uh, one it, of your favorite characters. Yes. Uh, the first the, one. What, what did you think of that first scene where he takes Jack-Jack to her? So, Mr. Incredible, he's just losing it. And you feel bad for him because he's trying so hard. And I remember my dad and my mom both having that conversation with me. Like, why are they trying to get you to do math this way? Arithmetic twist. I still remember the name of the goddamn fucking book. Oh, those books were shit. But my dad just, and my mom just going, why are they having you learn math this way? This is how we learned it. No, that's not how it is. And Mr. Incredible is just losing his shit. Like, that's not how you do math. And Violet clearly PMSing. They never come out and say it, but uh, I did love that Dash went... Is she having... Uh, is she going through adolescence? I think that's how she, he says it. Yeah, I went, right. I went, oh, that's... Okay, that's a clever way to be like, ah, ah, ah. And, and Jack-Jack is disappearing, going to other dimensions and shit. One of the hardest laughs I got the whole movie, there's a scene where Jack-Jack... Oh, yeah, he can go through... Uh, he can change, basically, his, his density, because he can go through walls and shit. And... Jack-Jack gets into this fight with a raccoon, and I was laughing maybe for five minutes after that whole scene ended. I was just still chuckling, like, oh, Jack-Jack, you're, you're the real MVP, Jack-Jack. Uh, yeah, the fight with the raccoon was was incredible. Yeah. I I, I, uh, I can't stop saying things are incredible, damn no, it. I know, I, I, I'm just letting you go with it, so... Um, but it just, it just makes me laugh, but... Yeah, um, well, you've done it, too. Yeah, I'm like, oh, 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 yeah, oh I definitely have, but... Uh, when he visits Edna, it is it's so funny because Edna, who's just a bitch to everyone, kudos by the way for the fact that's Brad Bird who wrote and directed this, and yeah. he's doing the voice for Edna. I, I that's just amazing to me. Um, she just loves Jack Jack, and it's really funny to see Jack Jack. There's a point where Bob goes to pick him back, uh, pick him up from Edna's. And Jack Jack is walking with a lollipop in his hand, the way Edna walks around with like her her pin. I went, oh, that's that's really cool. So they had they, they they had some fun with Jack Jack, which made me laugh. Um, the the thing I want to throw out because that you touched on, 
the action scenes in this movie are top notch. When Elastigirl's in the last cycle and she's chasing, uh, she's trying to uh, stop the uh, the monorail, as you said. That scene is so incredible. There's a scene where she goes hand in again. Damn it! Ah, shit! I'm really not trying to do that, but the, <laughs> neither we are. Uh, but there's a point where she goes one on one, hand to hand against uh, uh, a screen slayer. Is that, is that the? Yeah. Uh, well, well yeah, 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 right. Yeah, 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 exactly. But and that and the way they cut back and forth, kind of almost born esque style with the with the camera shots and everything. I went, wow, this is really well done. Uh, and then the last uh, big battle on this uh, yacht that takes place, I just found myself going, damn, they are using everyone's powers in such a cool, uh, cool way. And Yeah, for sure. And the kids get a chance to really show out here. Um, if there is a complaint for me, I wish Dash would just had something to do. Like, he just didn't really get a storyline. He was just kind of there when they need him. And I love Dash, so I, I just kind of wanted, you know, selfishly, I kind of yeah. want something. But, um, I get why... He, Viol- he had the car. Yeah, that is that is true, but... He, like, made sure to get the car there. Yeah, so I, I just, you know, that, that kind of just frustrates me from that perspective, but... Um, but, yeah, the last scene where Jack-Jack gets to kind of show out, and it... It's it's really interesting to, to to hear the debate of superheroes if if they belong, and also the whole concept of pushing Lassa Girl as the face of making superheroes you know relevant and showing like hey we don't always cause damage it's it's really cool to see and I know some people probably people who watch Fox News are gonna go oh they just push her because she's a girl and and honestly it works so well with the storyline that there's no point where it feels like pandering, which honestly, at points with other movies, it definitely can't feel like, ah, oh, girl power. It, it never felt like pandering to me at all, having Elastigirl take the take the forefront here. And her and uh, Catherine Keener's Evelyn have some cool, actual kind of female empowerment kind of discussions about kind of where they're at and where they fit in the world that never feels yeah. preachy or and, anything. And, and the, the lead villain was female too. Yeah. Which, and, and I, and I love the parallel that they're kind of able to draw, uh, between the two, uh, of, uh, two of them. Uh, yeah. Kind of your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, I, I didn't think it was pandering. I, I thought it was fine. Um, the way they presented, like wanting to use Elastigirl and, the, the way that they had it work out so that the uh, the main uh, villain was was female I, I thought they did it like in a really smart way um, I think yeah the only way you could ever be upset with that is if you're complete like this like you know crazy you know old school misogynistic crazy person you know what I mean <laughs> like um, uh, no like all, all that all that works out like s- super well um Elastigirl clearly is really fun to watch on like, yeah, the big screen, yeah, she, like, yeah, she in is. an action scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely, I definitely don't know what you mean when you say you're just like attracted to Elastigirl. It's super weird to me, but that's, that's chill. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're into those like giant like computerized hips. Well, I mean, um, it's not like he has tentacles coming out. Don't judge me, asshole. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you at least define your line. That's chill. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, like, if you like tentacles, that's where Hunter draws the line. Exactly. Damn straight. I'm not a heathen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. CGI porn, though. He's all for it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, in this kid, in this kid movie, you're sitting there like, hey, kids, you seen Lost Girl? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I really enjoyed um, the story of Elastigirl kind of moving into the spotlight. Um, I liked her. I, I liked her chasing down um, Screen Slaver. I thought they did a really good job with that. When they have the technology to track where he's submitting the uh, the feed from. And she tracks Screenslaver down. That whole scene is crazy because, like, once she gets into the room, I was just like, oh, man, nobody with epilepsy should be going to see this movie, by the way. Dude, so <laughs> speaking, speaking of that, they actually had warnings on the doors for the theaters when I went in saying, like... Oh, they didn't in my... They didn't in Seattle. Interesting. They, there was nowhere that I saw epilepsy warnings, but I was like, dude, there should be epilepsy like if you have epilepsy you will have a seizure one million percent if you watch this movie because the the flashing lights that they do when it's like screen slaver taking over a screen is like super intense like even it was like almost giving me a headache but it was still like a really cool looking scene when she's fighting within like the flashing like the strobe light almost effect um i thought that scene was badass like, I really liked Elastigirl actually being in the forefront. And I thought, like, making Bob Mr. Incredible kind of, like, the B storyline as, like, Mr. Dad, like, was really funny. Like, I thought the, the direction that they took was really smart and it really paid off as in, like, a really funny, you know, kind of B storyline to, like, a really still very enjoyable A storyline with, with Elastigirl. I'm trying to get screen slaver. I thought it worked out really well. Yeah, I I, I really enjoy it. So I will say something that creeped me out. So there's a scene where uh, there are these other heroes that end up uh, being recruited, which I thought was actually pretty cool to introduce these, this other set of heroes who had been inspired by Elastigirl. I thought that was actually well, really well done. Um, what was creepy is that... Uh, 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 screen slayer, she's uh, using these glasses uh, using like radio waves and stuff and I'll be honest with you it freaked me out because now I just, look, I just look at my Samsung TV and like oh shit is this shit going to turn on randomly <laughs> I'm going to be like yes Samsung I'll buy whatever you want like I, that kind of made me go but uh, they go to kidnap the kids and, and that seemed really like as a kid I'd be like oh fuck dude like these adults with powers trying to kill me. Shit, that's horrifying. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that scene was really well done because Frozone is using like his powers and then he gets put under the spell. And the kids are kind of like, oh, fuck us. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed that scene. I really enjoyed how they portrayed the kids, especially in the last 30 minutes where they kind of have to figure it out uh, by themselves. They really have no adult to, adults to help them. Uh, I, I just loved how that was done. I knew this part was coming too, but there's a scene where uh, the person who's Screen Slayer calls Mr. Incredible, goes, Oh, that's girl's in trouble. And Mr. Incredible's like, is like yelling at Helen, like, like Helen, it's me, it's me. Because she's fighting because she's under uh, the control. 
and she kisses him and then slides those glasses on. I was like, oh, you bitch. I, like, I, like, he was like, oh, that's so cruel. Yeah, uh, so dirty. Yeah, she she did him dirty. I went, oh, that's that's a that's a bummer. But, um, yeah, I'm sitting here. God, we've talked about this movie for almost a half hour. Damn. But I will say, just sitting here thinking about it, outside of uh, of Dash, not really getting his own storyline, and you, you know, I get you being able to see the quote twist unquote coming. I really don't have any complaints about this. I I think the story was super strong, and I think. After 14 years, this could have just fell apart and not been anything. It could have just been a genuine disappointment. And I kept sitting there kind of watching it almost with an eight, a, a raised eyebrow, waiting for the other shoe to drop. And the shoe never dropped. I went, oh, okay, this is just a great movie. Uh, is it as good as the first one? I think I need to see it a couple more times before I make that assessment. Um, I can't quite go fan-fucking-tastic for it, but I'm going to give it a solid A. I enjoyed the hell out of this. This will be on my top ten for sure. Uh, yeah, call me your final thoughts and your grades are. Uh, I, I thought it was better than the first one. Really? And that's after just watching the first one. Yeah, oh, mostly, shit. mostly because, like, just watching it in the on the big screen, like... The action scenes impressed me so much more than just having rewatched the first one. I thought the first one's like kind of dated, and like seeing like all the action scenes, I was like, man, some of these action scenes are like just as good as like what Marvel's putting out. Like you know, they're they're like that. Like the score, the sound effects, everything is like had me on the edge of my seat. Like I was like really really enthralled by a lot of it. Like when he's like, trying to push the rudder over, and Frozone's, like, trying to, you know, get the the, uh, the yacht to turn right, and Elastigirl's still, you know, trying to stop the, the plane. I mean, all of that at the end, like, was such a good ending scene. Um, and it was just, like, really, really funny. I, I feel like all the characters are so authentic. Um, yeah, I love Dash. I could have used a little bit more Dash for sure. I agree with that because <laughs> Dash isn't was is awesome. Uh, but man, like I was just sitting there and I was just like, I was like, I, I think this is probably gonna make my top ten. Like I think that I like this as much as I like like the Avengers. I saw this. Damn, year. I thought this was so good. Like I loved it. It was so funny. Um, I loved all the storylines th- that they took. For me, it's no question. I thought it was an easy fan fucking tastic. Damn! Oh yeah, love love the Incredibles too. Loved it. Love love loved it. Okay, man, dude, that that warms my heart. And, and like I said, I I I, I just can't go there because I need to see it again. And and it, it that my grade may change by the end of the year, but I I was just so relieved, honestly. And that's a perfect word for it. I was relieved to leave the theater. And not yeah. just be disappointed because I was having yeah. that that fear of oh god we'll oh. fuck it up and I yeah. I love they went with the white collar villains too like the white collar villains I love the idea that it was like the girl like the you know the girl on girl like <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude no for for real like it, like it th- this movie was just like so smart about how it went everything uh, went about everything too. Like, just, dude, like, it knows exactly what year it's coming out in. It's like, dude, this 2008, like, last 2018, like, Elastigirl's on the forefront. 
like fighting and like dude i i love on honestly like the whole storyline of mr mom dude so funny so so funny loved it i do love though that uh, uh screen slay uh screen slayer and then elastigirl they're really just on opposite ends of the spectrum and that's what makes a good villain to a hero that they're so similar and yet you know their their core ideology is just it just they just can't match up and I thought it it struck that balance really well. Um, it does definitely set up for a third movie, which if Brad Bird, dude, if <laughs> it, it's it's funny because we may ne- never have even gotten Incredibles two if Tomorrowland hadn't sucked so bad, which I'm grateful for <laughs> because because <laughs> terrible movie. He's definitely redeemed himself in the th- with this one, I think. Yeah, but I think people forget like he did. Uh, he, you know, he did Ghost Protocol, and people were like, yeah, and then. It was like, oh, I'm going to do Tomorrowland. It'll be just as good. And then, pew, bomb. And then it was like, okay, maybe I'll do another Incredibles movie. So, I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm grateful that Tomorrowland bombed because we got Incredibles too. And at worst, I think most people will give this an, like an A-. minus Because I really don't see a world where most people don't pay full price for this and go, oh, yeah, I got my money's worth. I, I, I just enjoyed the hell out of this. And Dude, it, it, honestly, I, I think, like, seeing it on the big screen, like, I didn't even see it. They have this IMAX 3D. I didn't even see it IMAX 3D. I'm sure IMAX 3D is baller because this movie, like, special effects are dope. Yeah. No, they they really are. I might make a trip to the Galaxy, uh, our IMAX theater on here, and see this in IMAX 3D because I, I really was – I just saw it in regular – uh, you know, lame theater, but I went, <laughs> I went, you know, I would see this in 3D and, and yeah. probably be really happy, but yeah, like Elastigirl on her, on the, on the bike, like chasing after the monorail and then like go, going on top of the monorail and, and unhooking it. And that whole scene, I was just like, I was like, I was like, damn, I'm like on the edge of my seat right now after the whole thing ended. I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even realize how tense that was. I was like, this is like a cartoon. I'm like freaking out right now. <laughs> uh, so just to end this on a super positive note, uh, when Elastigirl gets on the bike, I just had a flashback to Anne Hathaway in Dark Knight Rises when she gets. <laughs> I just went. I was like, that's a that's a good shot, good shot, good job, director. So. <laughs> Like your infatuation with Elastigirl's ass is just like amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, what, what can I say? Her ass is incredible. That was intentional. <laughs> oh, <laughs> da, 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 da. there you go, folks. That's why you subscribe. <laughs> yeah, damn straight you do. So, speaking of subscribing, segue. Uh, go ahead and find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud at the Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow us on Facebook, uh, like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can follow our buddy Scott on Twitter at uh, Nearman the First. And you can follow our friend Colin, hi Colin, on Twitter at The Real O'Neill. Yeah, uh, guys, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We love your guys' support and we appreciate it. We will have reviews up this uh, this upcoming week for uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, which I oh, God, I'm so excited for that freaking movie <laughs> and in jurassic world fallen kingdom which we will have to see how that is and uh i'm gonna be brave like colin here and i'm gonna watch red sparrow which i've definitely heard mixed things on so <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh so you, oh so you loved it okay perfect yes. but but, uh, <laughs> but guys thank you so much for listening we'll talk to you soon bye